Hey guys, before we get into tonight's podcast, let me just say that Audible.com is sponsoring this show and it is awesome. You can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash cheapseatreviews. With over 150,000 titles to choose from, I'm sure you'd be able to find something great for your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or any other device that you play music on. Thanks for the support. Oh. Jumanji. Thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 31, and today we're talking about Jumanji. I am Sean Orred, and joining me tonight is Chad. A little rain won't hurt, but a lot will kill you, Evans. Splash. Splash, <laughs> splash, 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 splash. Thank you for the Foley work. Splash! Ah! Yes. Ah, yes. <laughs> With uh, the strongest windows ever. Ever. Cornelius, air-powered canoe for the win, Logan. And, okay. No I'm sorry, I was like, there's no food. I know. Well, I wasn't really any food in this movie. Um, and and Sam, uh, was there? I don't think there was any food. Like, there, was, there wasn't even any food at the grocery store that they attacked, or the save, sir, save a lot, whatever. No, it was more like a... a Dick's Sporting Goods or something. Or like a uh, toy store of some type. Yeah. And Sam, Monkey Boy looks like a who vector. <laughs> Apparently coming you straight uh, from the jungle tonight. Sorry about that, folks. Yeah, that's okay. His uh, computer is once again uh, a, a piece of sheet, and so therefore he is on his iPad. But we will persevere nevertheless because we are... Cheap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody please roll a five or an eight so we can get Sam a new computer. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Thank you, Chad. We are watching Jumanji. Why are we watching Jumanji instead of whatever we were supposed to? Well, tonight we are honoring, um, in our own way, uh, we are honoring the life of Robin Williams, who tragically um, uh, passed away uh, this past week. Um, uh, and, and, a, and a really horrible thing that, that it was because he was such a great uh, actor. Uh, and he made all, made all of us laugh and cry. And, and he was just an interesting person. Um, his, his stuff, like, uh, his stand-up is really great. But just his, his one-on-one interviews that he would do, like when he would do those, uh, those on, one-on-one with um, James, what's his name? Um, the, the, Brolin. No, not James Brolin. No, the guy that does the one-on-one with all the actors inside with the, the actor's studio. the glasses and the balding, yeah. Yeah, with the How beard. How existential. Yeah, that guy who just says random weird. <laughs> oh, you mean like proper it. Sean Connery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> that guy. Anyway, he um, that, that bit that he does on that show is just amazing. And uh, so uh, it is sad what, what, what happened. And uh, it still doesn't seem quite real that, he, that we're not going to, you know, next summer go see the next – kind of dumb thing that he's in because that's kind of what he's been doing the last five years is these kind of movies like RV and old dogs and things like that. But you know, it's just, that's okay. Um, so, so with all that being said, uh, I, I, I do, obviously this show is still going to be fun. We're still going to talk about Jumanji, 1995's Jumanji. Uh, and we're going to do, we're going to do what we do. We're going to talk about it. We're going to say whether it was good or bad or whether it holds up. But before, we say anything more, our dear sweet Catherine had this to say about the movie. 
When two kids find and play a magical board game, they release a man trapped for decades in it and a host of dangers that can only be stopped by finishing the game. Jumanji, 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 Jumanji. What the? (laughs) She she ad-libbed there a little bit at the end. So thank you, Catherine, for that. So the it's movie, creepy, actually, uh, yeah, I know. That's kind of creepy. I thought you know she was doing the Beetlejuice thing there for a second. Yeah, if you say the game too many times, it just appears uh, at your house. Bonnie Hunt appears. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so so Chumanji. This is a movie about a board game that things actually happen and come to life, and it's a good thing. Like every time we play Access and Allies, that doesn't happen. That would be pretty bad, right? That'd be kind of creepy, right? Uh, and horrific at the same time, especially when we get pissed off and we nuke the board. Um, <laughs> oh, there goes Europe. So Jumanji, 1995's Jumanji. Uh, I want to talk about the cast a little bit before we dive into the show proper. Actually, I, I got to do my normal thing. Sorry, guys. I didn't do my normal thing. So uh, I always ask, as I do every week, Chad, when was the last time you saw it? Do you think it holds up? What are your kind of initial impressions? Go. You know, this was the first time I actually saw it. Really? Yes, wow. I've never, I've never actually seen Jumanji. Jumanji, uh, Jumanji, Jumanji. Jumanji. Um, but uh, you know, I kind of, I, I really liked it. You know, um, I thought it was a good, uh, nice little adventure flick, uh, something to kind of turn your brain off and watch, and and just kind of like, yeah, that could, that could totally happen, and and then realize what you're saying, and then slap yourself in the face and realize, no. No, that is the that is, that car cannot do that. <laughs> and what sporting goods store actually sells scuba equipment? Now, I, I'm, and the only reason that I, I pick up on that is because I am a diver and and like the whole you know, the, and never mind. But but I liked <laughs> it overall. I liked it. I, I I thought it was a good flick. Well, good, good, uh, corny. Uh, let's see. It's wow. It's been a couple of years. Um, I do remember. Oh, I know where I saw it last. It was on the TV while I was staying uh, with my wife. We just had Parker, and um, I'm still in the hospital. And um, and it was on TV, and it was one of those that. Uh, oh man, Jamal, you hadn't watched this forever. And I kind of watched it, and I was like, I hadn't watched this forever for a good reason. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's, it's a fun movie, but it was, it was one of those that was like, okay, I'll, uh, I'll watch it because it's on, but I'm not going to go find this again. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those, I don't like venture movies like this. They're a little too silly, a little too silly for me, which is very funny to say because, you know, considering that I was a fan of uh, yeah, because of, Spider-Man uh, Drinking Buddies thing, and, and yeah. Spider-Man are so, so realistic. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, overall, I mean, it's a fun movie. Uh, it may not be one of those that I go see, but uh, it probably will be one of those if it's on TV. I'll, I'll I'll leave it there and watch. All right, fair enough. And Sam, yeah, I'd see. I haven't seen Jumanji in in years. Jumanji, Jumanji, Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> years and years. Um, and I'm I'm a little with corny there. You know, I my the memories of it are better than the actual movie. Yeah. Um, it's it's <laughs> one of those types of things. Um. It's a strange movie to try to describe, you know, and I, I was thinking of how to, to do this tonight. And, you know, it's kind of like a kiddie movie, but it's like a rated R kiddie movie. The kids are actually in peril. There's yeah. guns. There's, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens, but yet they still have this weird 
Home Alone esque humor <laughs> to it. Yeah, yeah. It's like if yeah, like Jurassic Park put into Home Alone, I, and it's just. I was actually going to say if Disney produced Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really, really weird. There's a couple times it did jump the shark, or uh, nuke the fridge. That's what he was going to say before. Um... It's better than the actual move. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's, he's still there. <laughs> Sam? Yeah. Can you oh, hear me? Yes. Your, yes. Your, your internet is awesome, by the way. Um, <sighs> whatever you said, we all agree. Um, yes. Uh, to me, me too. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie entirely through from beginning to end. Um, Though I've seen that scene where Robin Williams leans up against the bookcase and then screams "Stampede!" and then he runs away and then all the stuff runs out because that's a scene in mo- in that movie that for whatever reason is kind of iconic and yeah. is kind of bigger than the movie itself. And yeah, I bet you right now that if you walked into a Best Buy and they've got the that that little room where you can go in and listen to the music, to like watch the whatever, they've got this on that that Blu-ray that loops between different movies like the. Mm-hmm. The scene in Independence Day when all the buildings blow up, and then they'll have this movie, and then they'll have um, uh, other movies with giant explosions to kind of say, look at the nice sound system that we have, or whatever. They do that a lot in movies and in stores like that. Um, so I've seen that scene probably 40 times, just because every time I go into a Best Buy or a, <laughs> or one of those other type of AV stores, for whatever reason, this is the scene that they always choose. And I, like you, Sam, this movie... Um, has more of an it's it's more of the nostalgia for me because when I watched it when I was younger I was like man this movie is cool it's a board game that's real and things can happen and it's <laughs> dangerous and what would we do if we actually were playing and all this stuff and then I watch it this time and I was like but this movie doesn't really hold up and then you look <laughs> at those terrible monkeys and go this movie came out after Jurassic Park yeah like now obviously Jurassic Park didn't have fur and fur well, is hard to do. <laughs> And you got to think in Jurassic Park, the, the the movie is what 120 minutes, something like that. And in in Jurassic Park, there's only 15 minutes of dinosaurs, and oh. of those 15 minutes, a lot of those were practical effects. Right. Yeah. So I want my money back. Those bastards. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, this movie had a heck of a lot of you know CGI characters on the screen for quite a bit of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So money doesn't go too far. Yeah, well, with that. I, 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 I don't know. I would bet you actually that there's probably just as about the same um, CGI in this that in this movie that there is in Jurassic Park. Because you got to think about it. What, what was CGI'd? Well, those stupid monkeys were CGI'd. The yeah. the lion jumping into the bedroom was CGI'd, but um, but that was it. After that, it was that really bad looking, you know, stuffed lion mm-hmm. that for some reason looked like it was. I don't want to sound mean, but I mean, it looked like a, a special lion. I don't know how to say it. Oh, wow. I mean, oh. it, it looked messed Bless up. His heart. Like, we all watched Ghost in the Darkness. Now, th- those lions look real. I mean, sometimes they <laughs> legit were real lions, but like when they were the stuffed animal, whatever version, it still looked like a real lion. Like, these lions, it looked real, that lion. But the it's only time lying. there was a lot of CGI was either the stampede or those stupid. Giant mosquitoes. After that, everything else. I guess the creeping vine was CGI, but when some it, of it. But most of it was just a dude with a you know thing wiggling at their face and that 
weird. Um, it's only only legal in Nevada, by the way. In that weird pod thing, and as soon as I saw it, I went, "Feed me, see more, feed." Me. I know. <laughs> um, so anyway, but uh, you, I, I still don't think that uh, those monkeys though were horrendous. Uh, yeah, they were, they were almost a little offensive. I, I almost would rather have them gotten like real monkeys and just let them loose and see what happens. But um, maybe they, they couldn't afford to do that. I don't know. This movie had a budget of $50 million. Okay. $50 million. How much do you think that it it grossed? A bunch of poop. That's gross. (laughs) Thanks. Those animals. (laughs) How much do you think it made? I'm just curious. How much? Yeah. I did not think this. I would guess it'd be in the hundred, 120, 130. I'm thinking 300. Three hundred million? Jeez! I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> For this movie, you think pretty highly of it. Uh, it made a hundred million. Hundred? Okay. Well, that's, that's, okay. A, that's a pretty good return on your investment. Yeah, you double yeah. your money. Right. So anyway, so uh, and now Sam, this movie has a Jurassic Park connection. Mm-hmm. Did you did you did you pick up on that? The Jurassic Park connection? Yeah. There's one big fat Jurassic Park connection. Uh, not off the top of my head. The director, Joe Johnston, directed Jurassic Park 3. Oh, well, I don't count that as part of the, the <laughs> Jurassic Park canon. But it was still Jurassic Park, and there you go. So I just thought that was kind of funny. He also did – let's not let that hold that against him. He also did such things as Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was his first film. That was fun. Yeah, that makes, did, that makes sense now. And then he did The Rocketeer. Ooh, I love Rocketeer. Yeah. yeah, I hope you watch that. And one. then he yeah. did. Actually, I really want to watch that. Yeah, the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. The like the, those. Um, the one with uh, Mr. River. Yeah, River Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix. yeah, River, yeah. And then Jumanji, and then Oct- <clears throat> October Sky, which is a pretty good movie. And then, and then he kind of fell off and did Jurassic Park three. Maybe he was drunk or something. I don't know. It's not his fault entirely. I mean, the studio made him do it. He's like, I got no source material. I'll just take all the stuff from the book that they didn't put in the first movie and make my own movie. Um, Hidalgo, not bad. Oh, okay. Then he took six years off and then did The Wolfman, which had some, some, some success. And then, yeah. he, then he does Captain America, The First Avenger. Mm. So not bad, yeah, not great, not bad though. So and that, that would also be one of our Marvel connections too. So or our, our comic book connections. Of course, he also did The Rocketeer, which I also counted. So good job there, guy Joe Johnston. <laughs> um, but yes, and the cast. I was just going through the cast. I'm like, oh yeah, Kristen Dunst, obviously our our you know other Marvel connection with Spider Man. Yeah. And I was just kind of going through. I was looking for the the other connections and things. And then I got to girl what played young Sarah, Laura Bell Bundy. She's kind of hot now, by the way. Like, <laughs> thank like, you for saying that now. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, she's our age. She's our age. I know, she's born just... in '81. <laughs> and and so I'm looking at her. I'm like, wow, she's hot. Creepy. And then I'm like, what do I know her from? She was in um, uh, How I Met Your Mother. For what? she was Becky and how I met your mother, you know, boats, boats, boats. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's her. That's awesome. Nice. How cool is that? Because as soon as I saw her picture on IMDb, you should check her picture out on IMDb. I'm just saying. I will not. Yes, you should. Um, you owe it to yourself to do so. And I'm like, man, she looks really familiar. Oh, that's what it's from. Boats, 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 boats. Anyway, sorry. So, boats. Um, so yeah, so that so the, the it's a pretty good cast and corny. Um, 
I know you had to laugh every time you saw what's his name, David Allen Greer, the the only black guy in the movie, and the whole, he's a punchline. Yeah, the yeah. entire movie, he literally is a punchline, and I almost felt bad for the actor. But then I kind of thought, but he kind of knows what he's getting into. So like, if he's okay with it, then he wouldn't have done it otherwise. But I mean, he's literally a cart. He's a cartoon character. Every time something he shows up, he, something bad is going to happen to him or his car. That poor car. <laughs> um, but so, you, go ahead, Corny. Oh, I was going to say just uh, with, oh, I guess and Living Color was. Uh, I don't know if it was had just been off the air or if it was. Maybe he's kind of riding the wave of that. But I think it was still on. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think we're until maybe late nineties it was still on, but uh, I, I expected nothing less than that uh, compared to what he did on Living Color because it was all pretty much the same thing. Um, just a, just a little bit. Uh, it just ended. Ninety four was the last. There we go. In Living there Color. we go. So yeah, you're right. No, but you're right. Like I just kind of felt bad because like he'd show up and then he'd scream and then something bad would happen and just. His shoe got messed up, and they called him the Soul Man, the only black guy in the movie. They got to call him the Soul Man. Oh, I get it now. Oh, oh. Your shoes. You want your shoes, and he had soul. I just thought it was a thing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I actually kind of, I was actually almost, I don't know if impressed or surprised that they didn't give him more black stereotype things to say and do. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you've already made him the, the 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 token black guy of the movie. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, back in the, when, back when it was in the 60s or whatever, like, I'm surprised he wasn't saying stuff like jive turkey and stuff like that. You know, like, man, I'm going to be... And that shoe, by the way, looked clearly like it was made in 1990s. I'm just saying. Yeah. Did anybody else think that? I'm like... Yes. Yeah. 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 And he said, I'm going to get Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think that's what he said. Or one of, It was obviously a basketball player from the 60s. Who you know? So that was area appropriate. It just for whatever reason that shoe clearly looked like it was manufactured in 1995 to me. But I don't know what shoes look like in '69. So what do I know? Um, so there you go. But I still just every time he was on screen, I'm like, oh poor guy. What's gonna happen to him now? You know what would've been great? We take the uh, Arnie Hudson character, yeah, uh, and we make him the cop, but give him that accent. Ah, there we, now we're talking. Yeah, I now like we're talking him. about. So Juman. then he would he would go up to one of the giant um, those monkeys and he would say, "Thank you." Now run away! Oh come on, man, run away! That's what he would say to the. <laughs> did, it, we're, and then, we're speaking ooh. of the cast, did did anybody notice that uh, the dad is the same guy as the hunter? Yes. This is the first time I think I've I've seen, I've seen this movie three or four times. It's the first time Wait I've noticed. Wait a minute! I, truth be told, Wait Sam, a minute. I did the same thing. I did the same thing. <laughs> I, was, I kind of did a double take. I'm like, what? Wait, wait a second. Yeah, I did the same thing. It was as soon as he showed up. I said I was watching this with my wife as I have been forcing her to do recently, and she's I was like, hey, that's the same guy that plays the dad. She says, I wonder why they did that, and I said. I don't know. Maybe if you're paying him to be an actor, you know, if you're paying him to be in the movie, you want him to be more in the first five minutes of the movie. But then I read some of the trivia that it's a, it's a tribute to those British plays where they would get like in Hook, like Peter Pan. Hook is played by the guy who plays his uh, Peter Pan's dad or something like that, or or Wendy's dad or something like that. Like that's uh. a like that's a thing that happens a lot in British plays. And then of course, then they have to tie it into the fact that Robin Williams was in Hook some kind of weird thing that they did. Um, 
<laughs> it almost kind of seems made up. I don't know. I I still think I think it's actually more accurate that they're like, well, we paid this actor who's actually his star at this time is actually pretty good. We should actually have him do things on on screen. So we'll give him this. We'll give him these horrible teeth and this really bad mustache, and we'll make him growl a lot. So <laughs> that's all he did. I mean, the intro. I mean, yeah. that's all he does is just growl. I mean. Oh, <laughs> I mean that's that's all he does in the whole movie. So anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, but good job, Sam. I did the same thing, so don't yeah. feel bad. I did the okay. exact same thing. Um, I was trying to think if he was in another cheap seat uh, cheap seat movie, but I think it's just because I think we should have done Anaconda by now because it's yeah. such a terrible movie, and he's he's in Anaconda. <laughs> he's got like the coolest death in that movie, by the way, too. He gets eaten. My by Anaconda the... don't want none. Oh, jeez. No, dear. <laughs> Would never have expected that to appear in this uh, podcast. <laughs> you, not, my friend, have, you need to think bigger. I guess. It's weird. That's people, what she said. On IMDb, people oh, who like this. Yes. Yes, Chad. Pe- the- so people who like this also liked, and you would have think that Zathura would be on there. Yeah. But it's not. It's Hook, Fern Gully, Narnia, uh... What is that? Spiderwick Chronicles, Monty Joe Young, and the Indian in the cupboard. Okay, hmm. so the theme is uh, household items that will try to kill you. I guess. <laughs> I don't know about Fern Gully, but or Monty Joe Young, but yes, I'm sure there's a fork in there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> there's a fork in there. Yes, a giant gorilla gets anyway. Um, yes. So this movie. What was I going to say? Stop monkeying around with those things. And Man, I tell you what. So, 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 Sam, going back to what you were mm-hmm. saying with the with the, the practical effects and stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously, some of the CGI doesn't hold up. I think the stampede holds up pretty good, but the monkeys are what because they get the, the monkeys, monkeys are bad. You can almost see the 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 round joints in the computer animation. Yeah. You know where their shoulders and, and legs are. It's just yeah, it's bad. But I thought that the practical effects were pretty good until the spiders. The spiders were horrendous. Yeah. Oh. I was supposed to be kind of terrified, and I and like I forgot that that scene was coming. And my wife is, is genuinely terrified of spiders, so like she cannot watch that third that one that that twenty minute moment in Return of the King where they're fighting Shelob. Like she literally just closed her eyes for that whole moment and just said, "Let me know when it's over." Um, it's just the way she is, and that's fine. But these spiders, I said, "Oh, Sarah, there's spiders coming up, but don't worry about it." And she looked at them and she laughed and she's like, "I could kick those things' butts." So, yeah, those spiders were horrible. That 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 whole scene was was horrible. So th- this movie to me, Sam, I don't or, and, and guys, I keep saying calling Sam out, but. I can't tell if it's being serious or not. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, well, are you, I mean, are you, there's, go ahead, Chad. There, there's that one scene where, where, um, you know, Robin Williams says, you know, where they're dealing with the spiders and he says, go after the outbuilding. My dad keeps oh, yeah. an ax. Yeah. I was going to get to that, run, but yeah. And he, he runs the out there yeah. and, and breaks the fourth wall. He does a, a, does a take to the camera. And I was like, really? I, really I, I thought that was a that? funny moment. It, I, I, mean, I, I laughed. Yeah, it was, a, it was a funny moment, but it was like I was waiting for someone to go, wah, wah, you know, like. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, my God, he had to run outside 
while they're being attacked by these spiders. Right. And knowing it took him two or three minutes, you know, it, wasn't there something he could have grabbed inside the house? Maybe a tuba to, uh, or a sousaphone? Because there was a chrome <laughs> bone in there. <laughs> a music stand? A music that wasn't st- broken? Yeah, something in there. Uh, Corny, <laughs> I know you laughed about the trombone. And as soon as he picked up that, because he hands, like he's sinking into the floor. And yeah. so like, they, they got to get something to pull him out. And then they go for the trombone, and all four of us went, why? Uh, the uh. only reason why they grabbed the <laughs> trombone is for the gag. And yeah. so I actually recorded that. I actually got... Oh, good! Oh, hey. uh, 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 I got you! Uh, oh. <laughs> so anyway, it, it, it's funny, but yet he's about to die in quicksand, right? Or it's quick, such a weird, or fall through the ceiling, ceiling. Right. Yeah, it's just such a weird, weird juxtaposition of dire consequences versus humor, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't tell if this movie is trying to be serious or not because, like, they're yeah. in genuine peril. This guy, this hunter, is a is a is a genuine terrifying thing with this new. Mm-hmm ridiculous weapon that he has i mean good lord that thing was ridiculous um but but then they do stuff like you know, they break the fourth wall or they have him the hunter covered in ridiculous paint or they have monkeys that not only are driving a motorcycle but they actually are like are wearing the sunglasses and, <laughs> they, and the helmet and look like they're gonna actually pull over like mm-hmm. i i can't tell what you're trying to do so it was it was silly Again, like uh, it's like Jurassic Park with the terror, but then I, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It was like, like <laughs> you said, like Jurassic Park meets Home Alone. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. Whatever. I guess maybe it's just one of those we give you just enough fright, but they don't want to make it too scary because it want to be a family movie, so you know, won't get to have nightmares or right. So we're gonna yeah, make but more see, sp- I was, but then you get those monkeys, which completely ruins. It. Yeah, I was debating, you know, because in my mind I'm thinking, oh, family friendly, kid friendly movie, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'll watch this with Lucy, and then I watched it at, at work, and I'm like, uh, no, I'm, I don't think I'm gonna put this in front of Lucy quite yet. Right. So you know what I mean? No, yeah. <laughs> It's it, it was weird to me. It was it was it was a movie that was having a hard time finding a tone. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. You're right. You know, think, yeah. Go ahead. The book was better. Was it really? The book was better. Okay. I didn't know if you were just. I didn't know that. there was a. Book. I didn't either. <laughs> actually, I think I did know that. Oh my gosh. So uh, there's actually a website that I frequent whenever I watch movies that have firearms that I'm interested in. It's called imfdb.org. Don't go blind. I, what? Stop, stop it. <laughs> God cries every time I go here. Oh, that yes. was good. Uh, I am uh, FDB, uh, Internet Movie Firearm Database.org. And oh, so nice. whenever there's a, a gun in the movie, they. So one of the, the first gun is the, the handgun that Alan Greer, uh, David Alan Greer, has, right? And the and they always show screenshots from the movie. And one of the screenshots is the three monkeys driving on the motorcycle, and they've got the gun in their hand. And it is horrendous when you have this thing like looking like when you got it slowed down and you're looking at it. I mean, like this is almost the same quality as the our logo that I drew. Like <laughs> so bad, yeah. So then we get to the uh, shotgun. No one cares about the Mossberg Winchester shotgun. So that ridiculous shotgun that he shows up with, 
is apparently a modified Winchester 901, 1901 shotgun. But that's not the gun I'm interested in. I'm interested in the Daewoo USAS-12. Is that the sniper from the Hunter? Yeah. Or for- it is an outfitted with a scope, drum magazine, and a suppressor to make it look like a sniper rifle. But it's a shotgun. It's, the, it's a shotgun. It's a no, but it, it's but it shoots out. It's 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 a single shot or semi-automatic one sh- or like single shot. Right. It's gonna, yeah, it was it was doing one hole at a time. I, I know that. What I'm one rarely fairly large hole at a time. I know. But I'm, what I'm, you can stop it. <laughs> maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe I guess it did some kind of rifle. It looks like a shotgun. I guess it's a rifle. A Daewoo USAS-12 is used by Van Pelt, who I guess I need to click on it to see what that means. Well, click on it. Finally. I get to yeah, say it's it. an it assault shotgun. It's uh, based on the 1972 design of an AA-12 assault shotgun. Okay. I, I mean, it looks like that shotgun that you get like in level 50 of Call of Duty. I mean, that's what it looks like. It's a 12-gauge shotgun. I mean, that's what it is. They just turned it into a sniper rifle because it look, makes it look more terrifying. But I remember looking at that gun thinking, that thing is humongous as a sniper rifle. <laughs> With that, that, but, they, but they used it as a sniper rifle. And why does that gun shop guy have that? Anyway. We're Americans and we have ridiculous guns. That's just and yet the hunter had a British accent. Well, right, but I'm saying he was in America, so of course he can get a gun because he's in America. Yeah, but he's British. America. What does that have to do with anything? Uh, it's everything to do with it. Oh, okay. What well, does the British like to? You know, they would hunt in the in in the in the African the wilds of Africa. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. But whatever, I'm done. <laughs> um... <laughs> So what did I write? Oh, so yeah. So, well, this this movie yes. had three time periods, right? Uh, yes. Yes. So it had the initial one. Did, did did we ever figure out? Did those boys? They I'm guessing they played a full game. Yeah, I would assume so. They, they would have, and to then have. they were they were burying this for ever, or right. what they thought were forever. My first question was, can you not take an axe to this thing? I guess not. I guess you can't break it because I thought the same thing too. Like or how, burn it. Like why haven't? Yeah. Why? Why aren't they destroying it? Yeah. That's that's yeah. the first thing I thought too. Burn the thing or whatever. Let's yeah. Let's not leave it up to the ravages of time. Let's uh, do a little bit more for this. The second thing I thought actually was instead of hiding it in the ground somewhere. Mm-hmm. Why don't you put like it in the ocean? No, well, yeah, or, yeah, sure, you could put it in the ocean, but let's just make the assumption that in 1869, to you know, or even in 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 1969, they didn't have the ability to go out into the ocean. They just go to this little river for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. To me personally, I would say I would literally take this thing to mom and dad and go, Dad, I found this game at a construction site. It is awesome. I want to keep this game forever, but it it looks like it's fragile. Can we put it in a safety deposit box <laughs> forever? And and then when he gets old enough, and he like he always will retain possession. If you always retain possession, and then in your will, have it like I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of all these other ways to the prevent from other people from getting it. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> Bury it in concrete, and then put it put it in a cemetery or something. I don't know. Well, we're gonna take that game and we're gonna put it in a box and we're gonna put that box, box inside another box. box. And you have to be Jacques Cousteau to get in this box. 
you went, you went bad boys. I think Chad and I were going. Uh, yeah, I was Emperor's going Emperor's New Groove. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Or another box in another box. Then I'll mail that box to myself, and when it arrives, ha, 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 I'll smash it with, with a, a hammer. hammer. Or, to save on postage, I could just kill him with this. <laughs> oh, that movie's awesome. Okay, so, yes. Well, and you know what I find I thought would have been a more interesting concept? Okay. Is, is I wanted to know how this thing was made. Magic. But why? Magic. What was the magic. point? And, and magic. We're, we're Voodoo magic reason. people from Africa. No reason. Whoa, whoa. Certainly, whoa. but do everything, they have... <laughs> everything was based in Africa. They go to the African jungle. The hunter yeah. was in Africa. Like, it was, it, it was, it, I don't know. And it, I would think that it would circa 1800, since the, the hunter was in that kind of garb, yeah, I'm guessing. Okay. Sure. That. Colonel so Colonel. it's just, you know, why was this? I find it more interesting to find out the why than the, the, yeah, what the, I'm actually kind of with you, Sam. I, why was it made? Was it made as a way to get back at the white folk for terrorizing Africa? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, that seems more plausible <laughs> than anything else. I don't know. <laughs> actually, you know, that actually follows my theory of uh, white folks like to try to kill themselves with gangs. <laughs> well, yeah, we are crazy. We do do stuff like that. But, I mean... Yeah. But it's not like they're inten- it's not like they knowing going into the game that there's it could possibly kill them. Exactly. So there you go. Um, that's all I have to say about that. They, did you, I will say this? There was some really awkward product placement, especially the Motel Six part when Kirsten Dunst Kirsten Dunst was like, "We'll just stay in a Motel Six, really." <laughs> like you got how'd you, how'd you cram that one in? You know, like I just thought that was real bad. Like I can see like the day of the script. Oh, hey, Motel 6 is sponsoring us. Crap, there's not one in this tiny-ass town that we're filming in. All right, we'll just make her say the line. Okay. <laughs> um, this was a cool line, I thought. Maybe. Here it is. The game thinks I rolled. What do you mean the game thinks? Yeah. See, like, stuff like that. What do you that, mean the game thinks? <laughs> stuff like that makes it kind of creepy, you know? Yeah. And, and at that point in time, you just walk away. Like, all right, that's it. Burn the house down. We're gone. We're and, and before we even get to that, really, I, I missed another. Uh, I, I wrote a. Did you guys notice that there were a, I mean, a crap ton of tropes in this movie? <laughs> I wrote this down. Movie, this movie cannot run without tropes. I mean, yeah. I wrote. I think I wrote like twelve of them. It's ridiculous. Like you got like the jerk kids. Yeah. You know that are, that are you know the kids that are chasing Forrest Gump. Like we don't know why that they're chasing him. We just know that they're jerk kids. And not only are they jerk kids, but they're like the jerkiest of jerk kids. You know, like, I just, I didn't have this thing, I didn't have these kind of kids growing up in my neighborhood. Um, I don't know if, did you You guys, were the kid. I know I wasn't. Yeah, I bet you. <laughs> I never chased I another, I never chased another you kid. You can't deny the, 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 the red hair. If you can't spot, <laughs> if you can't I mean, spot the kid, that means you were the kid. I did. Yeah. I actually, yeah. I actually made that. Remember the kid in Christmas Story? He had red hair and he was the bully. Oh, whatever. And O'Doyle is the <laughs> O'Doyle rules. They're all redheads and they're bad guys too. I like this game. See? What yeah. red <laughs> but not all redhead kids are evil. I mean, um, the captain says the redhead kid. Yeah, but no, like the guy from Band of Brothers. You know, like the the captain or whatever. He's redhead and he's awesome. So yeah, he was. Uh, he's been converted, lawyered. So I did. Though I did. I did make. What about that... the uh, what about the uh, the the catcher from uh, Sandlot? Wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was a redhead. redhead. He was awesome. You play ball like a girl. He had the best one-liner Ooh. ever in that movie. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. I think he says that, too. 
Um, <laughs> he uh, stop yawning, not, Sam. Not saying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yawn on the radio. It's bad. Makes <laughs> you sound like you're not having a good mute time. Button like I've been. Right. Hit the mute button. Um, I actually it's, to your point, Sam. About you know maybe I'm the kid. Uh, this past week we had training uh, for all of our student employees, and I made the. the I was no, I was trying to well, no, no, I was trying to make the point about um, uh, professionalism. I know it's kind of funny, right? But the the point I was making is that they all we all learn things differently, and, and sometimes we learn it through by not doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. And um, I made the point that you guys have ever been in a project where uh, you were work, you're working with a group of people, and it was. And you turned it in, and you realized that the experience was terrible because there's always like you hate the source material, or you didn't get enough time, or there's that one guy that didn't help at all. And if you didn't experience that, then you were that guy. And of course, everybody starts laughing because people are kind of like, maybe I was that guy. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Anyway, so you got the jerk kids. And again, like I was saying, not only are they jerks, but they follow him to his dad's work, and they have the balls to not only stay there. But they ride their circle, their bikes in a circle like damn vultures. <laughs> hey, I mean, like, what is happening there? Like, hey, guys, we're gonna wait here and ride around in like a circle of vultures so that it makes it look more menacing, just in case he looks out the window. <laughs> but then, after a few minutes, then we're gonna go hide behind the trees so that we can jump him. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Good job, boss. Yeah. Woo. Ah, oh, kids, just want to yeah, get redheads. They're not all redheads are bad. Anyway. Um, just to say, stay away from my girl. That's right. Or else me and my buddies will beat you up. Right. Uh, yeah. Anyway. All of a sudden, they're from the South. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like, this was in New, New England, but that's fine. What are you doing here? What Peter? are you doing here? Uh, so then we have the, another trip. I'm just going to go through some of these trips. Well, shoot I'll... fire, son. Shoot fire. <laughs> 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 Uh, you've, been, you've been back in Cleveland County too long. <laughs> you got the trope. Dad, uh, dad tries to teach life lessons instead of actually protecting his kid. Oh, you got beat up? Well, you need to stand up to those kids. Dad, I, I came to your, your place because the kids were trying to beat me up. Well, you need to be a man. I'm British. We're men. Now, now normally I would say, you know, the the, the kid needs to, to man up in this situation. But he was being hounded by at least, what? 38 other kids circling his bike outside. Like five. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, but it does seem like you 38 when you're, when you're 11, yeah. You know, yeah. Ip Man had no problem with that. I'm That's just saying. true. He took on 10. <laughs> yeah. That's the issue. He needs to learn from Ip Man or Man yeah. Ip. Man, he needs, man to he needs to man. He needs to man Ip. That's right. Yes. Or man or Up Man. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Up Man. But, but you see, I, that's where I'm like, oh, really? You know, no. No father is going to just ignore his son getting. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, like it's not oh, like it's. I don't want to say. I think it's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Let he Parker get in the fight and be like, "Come on, son, stick him, stick him." Yeah, again, I think it might be a little bit different in your case, Corny, because your son's like six inches taller than every boy in his class. That's very true. Um, so fact, we've had to, we've actually had to talk to Parker about the whooping yeah. <laughs> upon other children, right? Because he can. I mean. <laughs> Like, like, anyway, so wait, wait, wait. Did you say whooping up on other children? I did actually whooping up on other children. Okay, now that's a whooping. Um, uh, let's see, blah blah blah. It's a can, it sounds like 
Oh, and then I wrote, after all these years, Kirsten Dunst's acting hasn't improved. <laughs> she was terrible in this movie. Oh, and Kirsten Dunst, you really have a problem with her. She's terrible. I, you know, okay, so. Name one movie where she was good. I liked her Mary Jane. I didn't. <laughs> and I liked that movie. I genuinely liked that. I think Tubby Maguire acts circles around her. I, I don't remember all her movies. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I mean, like I think like her most famous role was one the the cheerleading one where her shirt came off. Oh, it did. Bring it on. Wasn't that the first one? Yeah, I need to start on. those. Web- <laughs> no, no. I need to go on. to those websites you were going to here. Yeah. Anyway, good luck. Was it? Was it? IMD. Look at badthings.com Stop it, or whatever. Stop it. Anyway. <laughs> I just don't think she's a very good actress. Anyway, um, then you got the jerk exterminator guy who has to, uh, you know, tells uh, the exterminator guy has a couple. What? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Corny. He's a he's your uh, creepy old guy. Kind of gives you the warning. um, Yeah. Trope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a trope himself because he tells kids things that no adult should tell kids, and then he but he also. Like they said, oh, I found a, I, I was a bat, you know, this very specific African bat. Oh, last time we saw African bats, some kid did from the 60s. Really? You remembered that from 30 years ago? I just seems, that seems strange to me. But, you know, I guess it's to, to remind us that, oh, yeah, that, that poor Sarah girl got chased down the street by African bats. Yeah, old man McGillcuddy there. He was yeah. a, and, you know, uh, she, she, she did pretty well in an interview with a vampire. Uh, <laughs> she was like... Barely in that though, right? She was the when she was the kid. I know. Yeah, like I said, she had, and she. I didn't know she was the voice of the young Anastasia and Anastasia. Well, you know, like I said, she, it hasn't improved. I'm saying, like, yeah. she was pretty good as a kid, but it stayed that way. Yeah. Although I, I've never seen like, it, but that melancholia is supposed to be uh, really good. Like, like Jennifer Lawrence, each movie she's in, she gets better. That's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, that's unfair to compare her to Jennifer Lawrence, who has won an Oscar, but yeah. Um, and that, that old man McGillicuddy, I think his name is, uh, yeah, James Handy. Uh, he was one of our comic book connections for being in The Rocketeer. So Yay. I, uh, okay. I guess the same director was like, hey, I remember you were in The Rocketeer. Why don't you come and be this bit role for me? Okay, cool, thanks. <laughs> That's yeah. handy information to know. Thanks, ha- Hollywood is so incestuous. It's really mm-hmm. ridiculous. Wait, wait, what? Yes, it is. Um, yeah. You heard me. Much like Cleveland County. Oh, and wait, then, what? And then we had. Oh, I'm not arguing. Just... Hey. Brace yourselves, because we had a... Yeah! We had a montage. It was a yeah, cleaning boy. montage, and she did a lot of cleaning in one day. Sam, how many times you cleaned your house because you're trying to sell it? Like, dozens of times? I it bet depends on if people are coming to see it. Right, but what I'm saying, like, <laughs> if someone's coming to see it, like... Oh, what... God, it takes a good three hours to get it. Where it's right, she maybe it, four. She she like did an entire house, yeah. a three story house in like one montage. I mean that's impressive. Yeah, and that's, did you maybe the montage spanned weeks? Who uh, knows? Uh, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure there because the kids were like first day of school. Like, that was actually the line. Oh, you got in trouble on your first day of school? Yeah, that, yeah. that actually happened. You know, um, could, they could have moved into the start of summer. I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here. It's not, it's not a good anyway. Whatever, fine. Just, right just be an asshole. I don't care. Um, <laughs> so then, then they they play the game, and then in comes Robin Williams, and he does. Uh, where is it? He does this. That's not it. What is happening? 
What was that? That, that was a suspended cymbal roll. Yeah, it was. <laughs> what it was. <laughs> also with a little bit of bass drum for that extra punch. Yeah, no, that's right. That's the thing. I think it's right. It's like it when he screams. Uh, sorry. So it's yeah, I can it. imagine that scene. Uh, he probably doesn't scream to begin with. I just, I just thought it was funny that they, the kids scream and then he just screams back at them. I don't know. It just made me laugh. So he screams and then they, they, they run around and then really bad lion. And then we get this little gag. No more banana leaves. Yeah. No more banana leaves. Real plumbing. I just think that was that one of the funniest things is like, oh, I've been in the jungle for 26 years. What do I miss the most? Toilet Plumbing paper. and toilet paper. Yeah, I think I would too, though. That's, I, 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 I can't blame him for no. Sh- just, right. Anyway, and, and talk about a, a fun movie. Mm-hmm. The jungle, like his his time in the jungle, would be a fun movie because yeah. I want to see that world. Oh, that, that that place seems horrific and terrifying. Yeah, Maybe, I was like, it, it seemed yeah, pretty ju- terrible from my Jumanji. From what I Jumanji two and make it rated R. And, yes, and get just some young actor to play the, his his time in in the jungle. And there's got to be at least one scene where he like breaks his leg and has to hide in a tree for. Oh, oh wait, that's Hunger Games. But anyway, all right. But you could... Ooh, what about this? Uh, that he he breaks his back and then you know some old crotchety guy <laughs> just punches know, him in the back. Punches him in the back and no, no even better because he's in the jungle, so he just gets like some gorilla just to come up and punch him in the back and it's fixed. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, because that's that, what, that, that that would work. Or, I want to see that. That's movie. modern chiropractic is the best at its uh, finest. Or or he's able to start start fire and he takes a tooth out with a with a skate, yeah. a skate. I have made and, fire. And be friends of volleyball. Um, well, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm with you. Uh, this oh. is, these are all this is a fun game. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should just take all these other movies and just smash it into one. I like this idea. Um, did you guys notice that that town was dying? That that was pretty apparent, right? Like that I, was, I, that, I I swore it was Detroit there for a minute. I, well, you took the, you nice. took my thunder. Oh, sorry. That was, but that was thunder. Th- but that was part of the point, right? Like this town is dying because of the mill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why did she move there? Cheap housing. Why, cheap, like, cheap housing. But is, like, I mean, I'm guessing she bought this gigantic mansion for pretty but, much nothing. But she's talking about making her own business. Like, she was doing a studio or something. A like, bed and breakfast. Is that what it was? A bed and breakfast? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I want to go to that go place. To this town? Yeah. Like, you want to go to cute New England town, sure, but not when it's... Like, they had homeless guys out at the fire barrel. Like, that's a trope. That's a movie trope. <laughs> there was... Oh, there were... Um, there was a um, uh, there was an adult video store in there, right? Like, oh yeah, I forgot it was like really just awful for yeah. yeah. No, wait a minute. Like I thought we had just stumbled onto the set of RoboCop. Like, <laughs> I was waiting for Officer Murphy to walk down and go. You're alive. You'll roll an eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He goes up to the British hunter and like drop your weapon. Yeah. So, I just thought that was weird. Sarah, oh, so my wife and I were watching, and did you notice that, you probably didn't, but, so the lady's driving that car, right, that, that Chrysler LeBaron, and then she gets hit by the ambulance, and then they get yeah. her out, and she was wearing green boots, okay? Okay. And then they put her in the stretcher, and then when they lift the stretcher up, she's wearing high heels, and for whatever reason, when they put her in, her legs looked really weird, and Sarah said, that didn't look right, go back. So we went back and watched it again, mm-hmm. that he CGI'd her feet. For whatever reason, really? it was really weird. Like her legs bounce like they're made of rubber. Like this, like the computer CGI computer couldn't accurately recreate just someone bouncing. It literally looked like she had no bones in her ankles. 
it was really bizarre after watching it like three times. Because <laughs> immediately Sarah was like, there's something wrong with her feet. And so we went back and watched it. And it was, it was weird. But, I mean, the fact that she goes from green boots to high heels was also kind of strange, too. But Those boots were made for walking. I don't, yeah, and they walked away. So I don't know what happened. But <laughs> So Sarah has a thing for feet. Uh, I don't think so. But um, then, then the bug attacks the car, right? Did you guys notice how the bug attacks the car? And then the, the, then the... Then we get that gag where the the the, the uh, what's it called the top comes off the convertible opens up but then the bug just leaves yeah it's gone like yeah. oh well they opened the top I guess so I don't have to come attack them now that it's made my job easier I'll just go away mm-hmm. and then they have that gag where you know that's always kind of fun when you put someone who is an adult into a situation that a normal adult would be, succeed at but he can't because he's not a normal adult you know <laughs> like he doesn't have all those life experiences. Uh, so he doesn't know how to drive, and um, and Sarah thought it was pretty funny that that um, Sarah movie Sarah is getting mad at Alan for not being a better quote unquote dad to the kid for trying to help. Once again, that was a weird a weird thing they did in this movie. Was that it, it? Just it didn't fit with the the father figure thing with Robin Williams, right? Like they're trying to make him into this father figure, and I kept yeah. thinking he's never been a dad before. Ever yeah. like like for the last twenty six years, it's kill or be killed, and now he's supposed to be in the situation where he's supposed to be nurturing dad. Yeah, I thought that was weird. But wasn't yeah, that I a thing in all agree. those movies in the nineties? You know, it's the dad family thing, and just to make a you know make a better father out of this guy. I mean, wasn't that like a normal thing that happened in most of these movies? I guess. I mean, I. Yeah. I, and I kind of get it. I was I was just thinking this though. This kind of does actually kind of does remind me of Narnia, where they live a whole life and then they go back and then relive their life. So, do you think that all those skills that he learned in the jungle, he remembered as a boy, and then like so as he's growing up, he's like, I have all these martial arts skills. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still have these. I know kung fu. Right, I, I know jungle fu. You know, because I can <laughs> punch a cat in the face and wrestle a giant alligator. Oh, yes. Um, anybody else get that vibe from uh, Ace Ventura 2 when he wrestles that alligator <laughs> and he's making it hit himself? Yeah, I did. And, you know, you learn a lot from trial and error, I, I would guess, in the jungle when, when you have no one guiding you to, to what to do. Right. And, and Just that your error is you die. So yeah, you, you yeah. Be really good at the first time. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, I wrote... My notes, it actually doesn't make sense because I, I, I write down the number of the minute so I go back to, to pull the clip. So mm-hmm. I wrote 42, minute 42, and then I wrote yard sale. And I don't know what the yard sale means, but <laughs> but, it was okay. the, but it was the bit when he says banana leaves. So I don't know what I was doing there. Like, I don't know what happened. But I wrote yard sale, and then but it was banana leaves gag. So anyway, Cocaine's a hell of a drug. I don't either. Yeah, it really is. I don't know what's going on, but then we get this really kind of, I thought this was a funny moment. Come on, let's go. Hold it, Miss Dask. Maybe she'll know where Sarah went. Of course she'll know where Sarah went. She's a psychic. Good point. <laughs> I again, just thought that was clever. Um, uh, because in Robin Williams case, what does, again, he's a, what, what does he know about psychics? Nothing. He's been in the jungle for 26 years. So maybe the psychics are real. Yeah, what he knew as a, what did he say, 10-year-old kid 10 or whatever 11 was. 11-year-old, yeah, you know. So. Yeah, it's what he knows. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, did you guys know, have a hard time listening to the movie? Did you guys, listening? to me, to me, the movie, the soundtrack was so much louder than the dialogue. Did you guys notice that? 
I think that's just your your sound person coming through. I guess I know because like even like listening to that clip there, like I I mean I had to bump up the bu- the volume on it as it was. Come on, let's go. Maybe she'll know where Sarah went. Of course she'll know where Sarah went. She's a psychic. Good point. Like Mr. Timpany guy, can you can you calm down a little bit there? Like I can't hear. What's going on? <laughs> you get a <laughs> you get one chance at playing Timpany. I mean, if you only had one shot, you make a Timpany rule. I guess, yeah. Too bad there's not you know a guy in a big studio somewhere. Um, <laughs> then she complains, so they get Sarah and they whatever, and she's like, "I saw you get sucked into that board game. I spent two thousand dollars for twenty six years on therapy." Anybody else think that that doesn't seem like ninety five dollars? Um, two dollars. Okay, <laughs> but that that still doesn't seem like a lot of money. Like even no, it Sarah, doesn't. It's like Sarah was like, "That doesn't seem like." Uh, I mean, that that seems like a month. You know, not. I don't know. Well, obviously, she's not gotten over anything, so that's you know. Maybe cheap her therapy. Yeah, maybe her therapist or, sucks. Yeah, or I mean, therapists. I mean, let's let's think about that. For twenty six years, I actually uh, I actually want to do some math here. That's really interesting. How many times a week do you think that she goes? Once. Uh, once. Once a week. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe twice. Well, whatever you want to do. What do you want to do? Once or twice. Pretty pretty horrific thing. So actually, all right, twice, twice a week. So so twice a week. Times fifty-two weeks a year, right? So yep. that's a hundred and something. Hundred and four. All right. Okay. So that divided by two thousand divided by hundred and four. This is this is great radio, by the way. Math is uh, <laughs> is uh, twenty bucks. Twenty so, bucks a session. So twenty bucks a session for the last copay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, wait, wait. That's wrong. That's hold on. I, I didn't do that right. Wait, because I only did, that's only for one year. <laughs> so that's only one year. So it's actually times twenty six. I know I would divide that by twenty six, right? Oh lord, divide, divide it by, by twenty six years. So it's uh, seventy three cents a session. Nice. Yeah. So you, like Chad said, her therapist sucks. Uh, maybe maybe uh, she just has a really bad. Uh, she just can't can't do money. I mean, maybe I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe she just, just her personal finances apparently I guess pretty that's bad. What it is? Feed me Seymour was my next my next one. Yes. And then we have. Um, I thought this was pretty funny. A um, little bit of banter. What's the deal with you and this guy? He's a hunter. He kills things. That's what he does. And right now, if he wants to hunt me and kill me, okay? Why you? Why me? I don't know. Everything about me he finds offensive. You think it'd be a waste of his time? Maybe he needs something for his wall, you know? A parrot, it's something to go between Penguin and Parkridge. Well, you ever thought about just sitting down and talking about your differences? What, are you crazy? The man has a gun! Don't ever call me crazy, Alan. Ever. Because everyone in this town has called me crazy ever since I told the cops that you were sucked into a board game. Anyway. Yes. It's your fault. You did this to me. Right. Did well, you keep noticing that? Like, did you want to kind of punch her in the face because the whole movie she kept blaming him? And yet, if she would have just rolled the die, he would have come back. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah, if she would have rolled a five yeah. or eight, he would have just sucked right back out. He'd have been like, yeah. wow, I, it's a good thing you came back because there was a giant mosquito staring me in the face. Thanks. Yeah. But, all right, so this is the audio guy, me again. All right? When they walk into the room, they're all fuzzy and noisy, and they walk in, and it's real quiet. And then when she says her next line about why he, why is he trying to kill you, notice her, her, her dialogue gets all of a sudden real clean and sounds overdubbed to me. Let's just take a listen. What's the deal with you and this guy? He's a hunter. He kills things. That's what he does. And right now, if he wants to hunt me and kill me, okay? Why you? 
by me. Like, I didn't edit that. That's the movie. Anybody else? No? Okay. Sorry. No. <laughs> Sorry, bud. I, I, okay. I, stuff okay. like that just smacks me in the face. I'm like, oh, come on, audio engineer, editor, dude. Like, you got to be better than that. Um, gun salesman was easily swayed by what he assumed was gold ingots, I guess, or, or Kruger <laughs> ants or something. I don't know. Um, it's also a good thing that he ran into his only buddy who happens to be the only black guy in New England. Um, <laughs> so then, so Sam, I know the feeling. So Sam, I actually wrote this note way before you and I even talked about this movie, especially before this podcast. I literally wrote they apparently the director just watched Jurassic Park. He keeps putting <laughs> children in vehicular peril. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then I looked up in the credits. And I'm like, Oh, he directed Jurassic Park three later on. So that's actually yeah, kind of funny. He knows a little bit about it. Apparently. A little bit, but I mean, but Jurassic Park had already come out, so clearly that was a thing. I mean, he he actually genuinely could have watched Jurassic Park and was like, "Oh, I'll put instead of just having the kids be in peril by the hunter, I'll have him get into a car and then have an elephant squish the car, as opposed <laughs> to a T Rex." Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> this no one will have ever seen this before. We just watched it last night. No, that was a dinosaur. <laughs> This is an elephant. They're totally Completely different. different. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, and then we get some Home Alone action when they're in the store, and he makes that uh, canoe uh, canoe missile. Yes, that was that was the first point when I realized that I, I probably don't like this movie anymore. Um, <laughs> I actually laughed out loud when he was being rocketed away, and he screamed like a child. Yeah, when he kind of realized what he was on, and he went like. Ah! I, I kind of laughed out loud because it was silly and ridiculous. And at that point, and actually, Sam, that, to your point, yes. Actually, I think the part when he got turned into a monkey was when I realized, oh, yeah, this movie's not taking itself seriously. I should have realized that when they had <laughs> multiple comedians in this movie. Um, yeah. But at the same time, they're wanting you to take it fairly seriously. Yeah, again. Yeah, it's just, again, the tone. It's yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like we kept saying earlier in this in this podcast. It's like they couldn't make up their mind. Is it yeah. going to be Jurassic Park or is it going to be uh, I don't know, Pirates of the Caribbean? I don't know. I can't think of something better to say. Um, that's not a very accurate thing to say at all. Um, alligator wrestling from Ace Ventura 2. Why do they have to keep playing at the house? Did you guys notice that? Yeah. Like, just find somewhere and roll the dice. Well, the the house is full of peril. Well, I've got to be honest with you. Would you want to take your board after an epic battle of uh, AA and then move it somewhere else? No. So you deal with it. Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> but the, the, but the board about, doesn't change. What you're talking about from Axis and Allies is about a game that's got about 400 pieces, and the board is literally in three different places, or pieces. This game doesn't, it apparently is indestructible. It's made of antimantium or something. So the wood <laughs> equivalent of antimantium. So, um... I just like if you're at the save a lot, just just go ahead and roll the dice there. Why do you have to walk? You waste all that time that you've wasted. People are being bitten by monkeys and mosquitoes, and you wasted like a half an hour walking back to the house where who knows who could watch Monkey Boy walking around. Like, I just just play in the sir save a lot. Maybe there's weapons in there that you can protect yourself with. Exactly. I don't know. I just, anyway, that's that's the stuff that I think about. And then you got to go back to. That creepy house that's now been completely overwhelmed. I mean, it looked like a, um, it looked like a, a dungeon from like like Link, like Legend of Zelda or something. I don't know. <laughs> Chad, are you still here? I haven't I haven't heard from you in a while. 
Oh, yeah, I'm still here. Okay, just just making sure. Um, alligator wrestling, David Allen Greer's whole existence is to be a punchline, and then the trombone gag. And that was, um, I think that was it. And then I, yeah, I played all my clips. Okay, well, that's it. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to run through my tropes real quick. Tropes, Kirk, jerk kid's dad, uh, kid is a douche to only friend. So the kid, you know, he, David, uh, David Allen Greer basically is his only friend in the world. And then he screws up his shoe and his dad's invention or his dad's machine, and then he just leaves. Doesn't own up to it. Like, to me, again, that to me, that actually seems contradictory to everything that we've established in the three minutes of this on screen that this kid has. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the kid that gets picked on. So immediately I'm like, oh, so he's the nice guy. And then he talks to the only black guy in the factory. Oh, he's a nice kid. And then he turns into a douche. So I, I, I'm kind of <laughs> glad he got beat up. Uh, dad is what we call British douche. Um, cause you know, he's a British actually like, why is he British and not anyone else in this movie? I thought that was weird. Whatever. Who cares? It's new England. I guess they're all British or something. I don't know. Things that is a bad thing that is bad only is detectable by kids. Oh yeah. So the, 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 the movie, you know, the board game can only be heard by kids. That's a trope that's in other movies, but I can't think of what it is. Like, like only the kids can see the troll in the movie that the, the troll is in. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, is is anybody else tracking with me, or am I by myself on this one? No, it's like in that bad episode of date of uh, like Dateline. You know, to catch a predator. Gonna, only the kids can find. Only the kids can see him. I was gonna say like goosebumps, but okay. <laughs> Chad just got real on this one. Um. How awesome would it be? You know, Alan jumps out of the game, and then Chris Hansen's like, "So, what are your plans tonight?" Right. Um, I don't. Know. I can't describe it, but it's that thing. Like, it, it's that thing in movies for whatever reason. Like, adults are dumb, but in this case, all adults are dumb except Robin Williams and Sarah. What's her face? The, 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 the lady. You know what I'm saying? Like, because everyone else is they're useless in this movie. You know, uh, um, what's her name? Um, chick from Frasier who has no emotion Lilith whatever her name is BB something she um like the aunt you know what I'm saying like she has she serves no purpose other than to just I don't know buy the house but the other that she's she she's listening to motivational tapes why because it's funny I don't know just all the adults in this movie are useless and 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 that's that's a kid movie type thing like Home Alone we keep going back to Home Alone Home Alone's a better movie too um I accidentally wrote one of my notes in my tropes because I said, so the CGI hasn't really held up. That's not a trope. That's just a note. So way to go, me. Um, <laughs> the I don't like the sound of that trope. You know, you hear something. Ooh, I don't like the sound of that. That's a trope. Uh, bad guy not dead. Or bad guy reveals he's not dead by revealing just his hand. Uh, <laughs> that's in every movie ever. Um, I'm pretty sure it's in Die Hard. I know the Shredder does it in one of the movies. Um, there's a bunch of movies where the bad guy just raises his hand out for some reason. Except for Ash, you know, because he, he lost has, that he, one. He lost that one, yeah. He just pulls out a chainsaw. <laughs> Looks at the camera, ha-ha, for Axe Gag. I don't know if that's a trope, but I, I wrote it down. Could have picked a deeper body of water. No, again, that's, again, that's not a trope. That's a note. Uh, they could have picked a deeper body of water, dropped that box off into. And then I wrote no with a bunch of exclamation points. I don't know why. So there you go. That's a movie. <laughs> that was uh, because they're probably leaving the game, you know, for someone else to find. I guess maybe I was going, no, no, 
still pick it up? How did they get to a beach? That was kind of weird. I thought that was also really strange, right? So they drop it off in this creek that looked to be about, what, three feet deep? Mm-hmm. And then it's at a it's at the beach somewhere, and I thought, what well, did it did it shed the ropes and bricks somehow? <laughs> Does it have that? Is it, is it like rubber? You know, it comes to life and use it telekinesis to blow up some uh, fish or something. Really, comic book connections. You guys ready for this? Hit me. I only did like Let's do it. I only did like the top few. Do you guys want to guess? Or you can just smack you in the face with them. <laughs> You I've already, already mentioned. You already mentioned a. Uh, I've already mentioned two. Rocketeer. Yep, Rocketeer. So I've mentioned three. It's Spider Man with Dunst. Yep. And I've mentioned the director. The director. Yeah. Yeah. Captain America. And I wrote two other ones. There might be more, but I only wrote those two again. I only did about the top fifteen people. Yeah. One of them, one of them's actually kind of a stretch. <laughs> okay, hit us with him. Robin Williams. He was in Popeye, which was, was technically a comic strip, but then they turned it into a cartoon, and the movie's based on the cartoon. So okay. that's the stretch. The other one, Jonathan Hyde, a.k.a. Dad slash Van Dyke, whatever his name was. He is the dad in Richie Rich, which is based off a comic strip. Oh, okay. There you go. You like that one? That's a pretty good one. And then I wrote a couple Star Trek connections just kind of for myself. Bradley Pierce, who was in Voyager, and then Baby, Baby, Baby. New, Newworth was in uh, Next Generation. No, that's not Boats. No, that's Laura Bell Bundy, who is Boats. Uh, how much your mother? Uh, daughter of Al and yeah. Peggy. And then, um, what? <laughs> just keep going. Okay. And then, uh, <laughs> and then also James, uh, James Horner. What do you guys think of the soundtrack? I'll be curious to hear. It was one of those playful, uh, well, again, Disney-esque soundtracks where there's yeah, lots of xylophone, you know, that kind of thing, just uh, or other chasing things. Ch- Chad, what do you think? If um, you can, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm I'm to change it up real quick. Use one word to describe the soundtrack. Chad, go. One word. Interesting. Interesting. Corny? Playful. Playful. Sam? Uh, uh, frantic. I would say forgettable. Yeah, yeah. Hum the theme right now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. You can't. There is no theme to this movie. I can, it's everything. And and I love James Horner, and the entire time I'm listening to this, it reminded me, I don't know if any of you watched this cartoon growing up as I did, the movie American Tale. American. American Tale, Five yeah. Goes to America, whatever it's called. You mean Sixel. We, we do everything one better. <laughs> Sixel. You're an idiot. Um, it's, got, it's inflation. It's inflation, it yeah. Well, <laughs> well, back then in the, uh, in the turn of the century, he was still only five. So $5 foot long mouse. And um, I don't know if you ever watched that. James Horner wrote the music for that. And I actually had to go and listen to the soundtrack from Fievel, which is a way better soundtrack than this movie. I just think James Horner was phoning it in. I just, yeah. again, the music was too loud and, and it, it was forgettable. I just, yeah, there it is, Jumanji, great. There, there was more drums than anything else, which were cool, but I did like the African drums. Um, yeah, so before we get to anything else, you guys have any tropes that you guys want to smack me in the face with? I'd love to You're smack trying to be violent tonight. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not intentionally trying to be violent. I just, you know. Do you have any tropes that you would like to present um, 
happily and, and professionally to me. And to our, and to our, <laughs> my tropes. And to our listening audience. Um, not that I'm not off the top of my head. Okay, good. We're done. All right. Well, before we get into our trivia, we're going to do the audible promo where, where I talk to you about the, how awesome audible.com is. And you can download from thousands of titles such as, of course, game of Thrones, uh, while you're waiting for season five, <laughs> thank you for the soundtrack, Sam, while you're waiting for, um, for, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Sorry, it just got me laughing. Um, while you wait for season five to, uh, to 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 show up, yes, um, and 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 be the awesome thing that we all know that it's going to be. And Sam, Definitely. I think this is what you were actually trying to do, right? Um, wait, what's that? You, Whistle? You know, you're trying to do this. There you go. Yeah. So while Careful, you wait for, we'll have to we'll no. have to play uh, royalties. Uh, whatever. Um... <laughs> we so so Game of Thrones. Yes, audible.com. You can go to audible.com right now and you can to go audibletrial.com/cheatseatreviews and you can download The Song of Fire and Ice, Game of Thrones or any of the other ones. Uh if you haven't again if you're waiting for season 5 and you need to go back and catch up or you haven't read any of them, go back and get books the books are one. even better than the the, the books TV are show. the books are awesome and they will make you happy and sad and cry and angry and all those things. Because it's good, it's good literature um, and things like that. So go enjoy uh, that. So get your audiobook and a free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash cheap seat reviews. Like that? How yeah, about that? How about that yeah, for... Nice. Yeah, I won't be able to do that very often because not all... Anyway, so trivia. Um, I, I, wrote, I, I put this one only in for you, Sam, okay? Okay, all um, right. Was considered the next the next major motion picture to further development the CGI concepts used previously <laughs> in Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, and I think they did okay with non furry animals. Yeah, you know, yeah, the gray the gray animals. Yeah, even the zebras looked <laughs> fine um, because again, it's just two colors. But the gray, you're right. The the rhinos and the elephants looked. And the bird, even that dumb pelican, yeah, didn't look too bad. Um, <laughs> I thought he was dumb that he had to take the game, but um, I guess they had to get it out of the house somehow. Yeah. When uh, Van Pelt enters the gun store, the, uh, this is real bad, but I couldn't think of anything else to, to. There's not a whole lot of trivia on this movie. There really isn't. When Van Pelt enters the gun store, the music playing on the radio has been modified for the Mexican release due to the fact that least in the U.S. release, it originally featured Mexico's national anthem. It is an infringement of Mexican law to play the anthem for commercial or mockery situations, deliberately or not, although in the U.S. territories it is in the public domain. <laughs> Wait, okay, I got, I got you, I got you. You good? <laughs> and yeah. my, the only, really, my favorite part is Scarlett Johansson auditioned to roll a play of Judy Shepard. Obviously, she would have been very, very young, and we could not say that she was hot then, but she is now. So, and she would have been a, a different comic book connection. So, well, we should get her a fan or something. Yeah. Keep her cold, right? Because you know she, <laughs> she's hot. I think. So that's it. Yeah. So there we go. So now we're going to uh, spend what I would consider probably a um, maybe not a considerable amount of time, but I want to take some 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 give this moment uh, some. Uh, an appropriate length of time 
Some depth. Um, uh, we're going to do our top three, which of course is going to be our top three Robin Williams films um, that 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 he, we have seen and enjoyed and watched, and and whether or not, uh, well, whatever. We we'll, let's just. I'm just going to go and let's just see where this goes. So. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go, and this is, we're going to do it differently. Instead of, I'm just going to say, Chad, go one, two, three. I want Chad, you pick one, and then I want to talk about it. And then we'll each go in turn. Does that make sense? Good. That sounds good. Chad, sure. you're number uh, three. My number three? Yeah. We'll go three, two, one. Um, oh, what was my number three? Good grief. Um, <laughs> Aladdin is my number three. Yes. Okay. All right. Yep. Can't I? Uh, yeah, Aladdin. Um, when 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 he uh, when Disney learned of uh, when actually when the world the news happened, I even tweeted it out. I think um, that that image that they posted where they had the um, the the genie bottle and it was like releasing stars and it said you're now free. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very um, um, appropriate and and Aladdin itself is uh, is. Yeah. You know what? Go ahead. A, a fun bit of trivia about Aladdin and Robin Williams. Sure. When they were writing the script, mm-hmm. um, and even before Robin Williams was was on as the or you know on board for the genie, they described the genie as a Robin Williams type persona. Really? They really did. Frank Wilker. That's hilarious. So, yeah. So I mean, they, they can typecast. I guess. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, they actually wrote, uh, you know, the genie would would be a Robin's Robin Williams esque persona. So it's pretty cool. And he makes that movie for goodness' oh, sake. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I actually know? just you're right. He he really does. Um, sorry, I as soon as you said that, I went to Aladdin, and I'm actually looking at some of the. Um, some of the trivia mm-hmm. during the course of recording the voice, Robin Williams improvised so much that they had 16 hours of material. Oh my God. Jeez. <laughs> I just, I, I couldn't, I, could you imagine being the, the guy on the other end of the, of the microphone while he was in there just doing his thing, you know, like he's off script, but who cares? I'm gonna yeah, going to keep rolling. Keep and this, going. this is great. You know, it just, that would have been so great. This I also saw this uh, scheduling conflicts with Star Trek: The Next Generation forced Patrick Stewart to turn down the role of Jafar. <laughs> he has said in interviews that this is his, this is his biggest regret. How cool would that have been! What to have being Pat- in Star Trek? No, stop it! Oh, the, 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 the turning down Jafar. <laughs> Because Robin Williams ad-libbed so many of his lines, the script was turned down for a Best Adapted Screenplay Academy Award nomination. Wow. They couldn't, they couldn't nominate it for Best Screenplay because so much of it was made up. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, this is a, there's so much great stuff, especially with Robin Williams. The opening scene with the street merchant was completely unscripted. Robin Williams was brought into a soundstage and was asked to stand behind a table that had several objects on it and a bed sheet covering them all. The animators asked him to lift the sheet and, without looking, take an object from the table and describe it describe it in character. Much of the material in that recording session was not appropriate for a Disney <laughs> film. <laughs> I like, want to hear that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is great. 
That yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, this is great. I just this is listen to this. While filming the movie, Rob, this movie, Robin Williams frequently received calls from Steven Spielberg, who at the time was working on Schindler's List. He would put him on speakerphone so he could tell jokes to the cast and crew to cheer them up. Some of the material that he used was material that was using for the film. Like that just that just keeps to back to the point of how much joy that Robin Williams brought to the world that when you're filming such a poignant and powerful and probably depressing film like Schindler's List, even the crew is probably feeling down. You just call up the funniest man in the world and ask him to tell jokes because he's your pal. Like, that's just, <laughs> to me, that's just so cool. Um, the genie celebrity impersonators are in order. Schwarzenegger, Ed Sullivan, Groucho Marx, William F. Buckley, Senor Wences, okay, Robert De Niro, Carol Channing, Arsenio Hall, Walter Brennan, Mary Hart, Ethel Merman, Rodney Dangerfield, Jack Nicholson, and Peter Lorre. That's hilarious. Hmm. Whenever Aladdin tells a lie, the plume on his hat falls and covers his face. That's funny. Um, I'm looking now just for Robin Williams moments. Um, to capture the movement of Aladdin's low-cut baggy pants, animator Glenn Keane looked at videos of rap star MC Hammer. <laughs> nice. That makes me feel so much better about him. Are you right? <laughs> movie. Uh, yes. I'm running. There's, there's not... Uh, wait, 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 see. This is the first... Uh, Oh, cool. So, yeah, uh, so good movie, uh, Chad. Definitely, um, I, I have nothing bad to say about this movie or Robin Williams. Um, Robin Williams recorded most of his scenes in between filming breaks on Hook and Toys. Man, he was a busy man during those three years. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, um, Corning. Uh, let's see. Well, I'll go ahead and say that Aladdin was going to be my number one. It's actually so, mine. It's actually mine too. Yeah, um, I love that movie so much and his role in it. So, what were you going to say then? Well, then I will uh, go and change that to um, Mrs. Doubtfire is my number three. Right. <laughs> and I know it's one of those. It's really not a great movie, but uh, I, I've had so much fun with it and uh, just the concept of um, of him being able to to do that and. And, you know, and just, I don't know, all the uh, sight gags that you see in that are just, I don't know. And the, For me, it's awesome, you know, the kind of thing. And, and the fact that he filmed, he plays a woman, and you forget half the time that it's a dude wearing makeup. <laughs> like, to me, that's how good of an actor that he is. Dude looks like a lady. Right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Dude looks like a lady. <laughs> um, I mean, just, what? According to director Chris Columbus... Who also wrote like Home Alone, did Home Alone, and the first dude did a lot, man. He found America, yeah, and he did uh, and Harry Potter too. Robin (laughs) Williams improvised so much that there was a PG, PG thirteen R, and NC seventeen edits of the film. There we go. (laughs) Good gracious! (laughs) I want to see the R. I don't want to see the NC seventeen. All I can imagine there's some prosthetics probably in the wrong places. Jeez. Uh, I'm I'm still reading like uh, known for his trademark spon- spontaneity. Well, that's a hard word to say for some spontaneity. reason. Spontaneity, yeah, of improv- improvisation. Robin Williams was given free range by director Chris Columbus to do what was needed. However, <laughs> his improvisation can occasionally spark off numerous references to other works that proved to be legal headaches for movie studios. 
The scene where Daniel speaks with his wife and refers to her clothes as this lovely dances with wolves motif required legal clearance for the studio to put it in the film. Associate producer blah, blah, blah later kept track of every reference Williams made while improvising. Jeez. (laughs) Oh, man. That's just great. All right, uh, Sam? Uh, my number three is uh, something that the, I guess the critics hate, but I love Hook. Hook, yeah. Yes, I love that movie. I love the idea of Peter Pan actually growing up and uh, having to kind of return to his roots. And what n- n- there can be no better actor to portray that type of thing than Robin Williams. Yeah. Really, in terms of a, a grown man who refuses to grow up. And... Uh, you know, in my mind, he'll always be remembered as that. You know, I love, you know, my top two are, are some of his dramatic movies. But in terms of, of the humor that he had and the, the, the spirit of life that he, he portrayed on screen, uh, you know, Hook kind of personified that for me. Hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and Hook, uh, like you said, it wasn't received very well by the critics. No. But... But it was a movie that, again, I watched as a kid religiously. It was just, yeah. you know, Hook, then Speed, and then Die Hard, and then <laughs> Congo. I, I, you know, uh, the soundtrack is amazing. John Williams is awesome, and I, uh, you're right. It's just awesome. This, the, the, I, I like Hook. I still like it. I've, I've watched yeah. it recently. It doesn't hold up. Uh, mm. Not really. <laughs> kind of. Bob Hoskins yeah. is still funny. Um, <clears throat> I'm reading as if every time we pick a different movie to talk about, I just go to the trivia of that person, <laughs> of that movie, just to see if there's any interesting things. The kissing couple who begin to float when some fairy dust lands on them are actually George Lucas and Carrie Fisher in a cameo. That why does that really? seem, why does that seem gross to me? And not. It is kind of yeah. Kill it with fire. Kill it with fire. (laughs) Robin Williams' upper body and arms were shaved for the role of the film. (laughs) He is a hairy man. He was a hairy man. That that is that is very very true. Um, I love it. Yeah, that's that's actually great. Uh, What? Whoa, this is interesting. This has nothing to do with Robin Williams. Steven Spielberg admitted to being disappointed with the final result of the movie. He had such a hard time working with the rebellious crew of young actors that he later said, only somewhat kiddingly, that the experience had made him wonder if he ever wanted to have any more kids. He also felt guilty that he wasn't able to find an emotional method to filming the many complex human flight sequences in the film. Huh. Interesting. Oh, e- economical method, not emotional. I don't know if there's like, an emotional way. Why does way he to, need to? Yeah. Is he, no flying cry. <laughs> I like how Julia Roberts was referred to as Tinkerbell on set because she was such an asshole. Oh, <laughs> well, how about that? Oh my God, Gwyneth Paltrow was in that movie. I didn't know that. That's funny. She's a uh, young Wendy, the like the teenage version of Wendy. There's nothing really in here about. It's Carrie Fisher was Steven Spielberg's original prototype for Tinkerbell. I'm not seeing anything really about uh, David Bowie turned down the role of Captain Hook. Don't you wonder know. how much leeway uh, Spielberg gave him to improvise. And probably not as much because I'm not seeing a whole lot. What? Yeah. I'm seeing some really – boy, oh, I can't read all that. There's some really <laughs> – sorry. I just um, Tom Hanks was considered the role for Peter Pan. 
I think actually he could have been pretty good at it, but I, I think you're right. I think it, it's who they got to do it was was it was as perfect as you could get. Yep. There is like almost zero trivia referring to Robin Williams. Huh. Like, but anyway, yeah. Sorry, I know. I know. Yeah. The podcast of me reading stuff. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, there's nothing going on here. All right. So, is it my turn? I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I we've already said Aladdin. Um, yeah. Which was my number one. So I'm gonna go in a way different feel and say Patch Adams. Ooh, okay. good one. That movie makes me cry like when Declan is hungry. Um, <laughs> or when trains go through. Or when tra- is it coming through now? Yeah, it's, it's kind of late. I actually can't hear it. So really, yeah. So Patch Adams huh. is. Um, I did. I forgot. Philip Seymour Hoffman was in that. It's. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, it's just this emotional roller coaster of a movie, and he, Robin Williams, I think is is incredible in it. He he brings humor to a situation that is dire and. Um, uh, I mean, it's about children who are dying, and he and he makes that that awesome quote like, "We can't treat the disease; we treat the patient." Um, and we, and we'll and we, if we we can't always win if we treat the disease, but we can always win if we treat the patient. I can't remember the quote, but it's something like that. Mm-hmm. And it makes me cry at the end, and and uh, like most people always cry at Field of Dreams. This is that movie for me for some reason. <laughs> it is, and I think that's maybe why I haven't. I've maybe seen it once. It's one of those movies where you just, it's a hard time to sit through the second time. Yeah. You know? No, that's just true. Um, it's like, I don't know, like an old yeller. I, I cannot sit through old yeller. Oh yeah, that's fine. Partially filmed at the university of North Carolina. Robin Williams did stand up comedy for some classes that were in session while filming. See again, oh. just just shows how awesome the guy was. I should have gone to Carolina. Oh, real, no, you shouldn't. Uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> you're also in high school then, so when this movie was filmed, the real Patch Adams appears in the scene where the medical school staff returns with a verdict. He sits right behind Robin Williams. Huh. Um. Mm. Uh, anyway, um. So yeah, Patch Adams. Uh, Chad. See my number two. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with. What dreams may come. Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. I I wanted to put that in there over Patch Adams. I I figured someone else would. So I. Yeah, I, I, it's too, there's a few too many flaws in that one for me. Which then. which one? With um, Patch. Uh, no, with the What Dreams May Come for me too. Oh, it's it's to, such you a, know I've never seen this. Oh, dude, it's, a, it's, it's such a good movie. It really is. It's got Cuba Gooding Jr. when he's like actually <laughs> acting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like like this, this is the movie where you're like, oh yeah, Kubrick can actually act, and and then he does radio, and then he started doing some really bad films. Um, no, this oh, is a good okay. movie. This is a really good movie, and it's worth seeing. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's not worth seeing. I just for it's some also, reason it doesn't hit me as much as. Well, it's it also hard should, to watch too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, corny. The the premise of the movie is is that he dies. He loses his whole family after dying in a. Oh, oh go back, come back. <laughs> After dying in a car crash, a man searches the afterlife for his wife. I mean, it's kind of tough. Yeah. Um, and and but he brought his dog. You know. Uh, 
People no, his know. dog died earlier, and he meets up with his dog in heaven. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He okay, him. okay. Because yeah. you know all dogs go to heaven. Yep, we did learn that from that movie. And some go to hell. We also learned that. Uh, according to Cake, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't that almost just a, a reimagination of Dante's Inferno? Uh, Part of it, yes. Sort of. Yeah. Part of it was based on Dante's Inferno. Um, oh, nice. I should probably watch that. Oh, um, sorry. Slightly going off topic, but uh, Kuba Gooding Jr. Uh, I like Kuba. The, the, Kuba, Kuba, Kuba. Uh, I'll just point out that uh, some reference uh, came to me the other day uh, to co- to create a gamer tag called Tuba Gooding Jr. Because I, nice. I also play Tuba. <laughs> I can't believe nice. I've never saw that before. I just thought I'd that's, that. that's clever, but... Um, yeah, Sad at the same time. Yes, it is. Corny? Overruled. Oh. 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 oh come on. You got to like Tuba. Tuba Kudding. Tuba. Tuba. Right, tuba. Um, tuba the coming. <laughs> there it is. We got him there saying it. it. <laughs> All right. So while the uh, next thing I'm going to choose is not a movie, uh, but it's the first time that I saw uh, Robin Williams do any stand-up, and it was his uh, live on Broadway, I think, oh his stand-up special. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, you know, because yeah. you talk about all these actors and these comedians who've done stand up, but you know, I, I, I you, you would see them and you go, they're really not that funny stand up. Like Eddie Murphy, not. I mean, it's funny stand up, but it's he's not. He's got some really, moments, but you're right. In, uh, yeah, ultimately, not, I'm a, not, gonna, not a consistent. Exactly, but this was just it was it, it was did, comedic gold. Did, it literally did, was. Didn't you and Jamie come over to my apartment at uh, four? Not at four at a, at um forty. No, that? no, the oh. the on campus uh, Mountaineer Apartments. Right? Oh, yeah, Mountaineer Apartments. Okay. Didn't you and I, the three of us, watch this? We watched this and the Izzard yes. special like one night, and we were like in pain from laughing so hard. Oh, absolutely. And I and that was when I became the when I had the realization that he is a dirty, dirty old man. Yes, it's like the whole process, but it was one of those. Well, because you know, there's Hook, and then there's this, and there's so many other things, and then you see this, and you're like. That's not the Rob Williams I used to know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, you're though. You're right though. That stand up is hilarious, and and I guess the, and the reason why I, I bring that up is because we talk about him being the funniest man uh, alive, and, and that 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 tweet has kind of popped around. But to to do what he does as seamlessly as he did it, you know, a lot of yeah. comedians will do their jokes, and there's a lull here and there. They're going between things, but he would. He would say one thing, and if he didn't like that, I mean, it just flowed the entire time. Yeah. And I just love the heck out of that. So I uh, just thought I'd mention that one that's, as well. Uh, that's great. Uh, <laughs> Sam? Um, well, I'm, I'm going into something completely different and uh, going to the, uh, oh, Captain, my Captain. Uh, give me a Dead Poet Society any day. Right. But, uh, yeah. That was an amazing, amazing movie, and it made you want to learn English. And poetry, and be a better man. <laughs> that I, movie, that was such a good movie. I have not watched that movie as an adult. Meaning yeah, the last time I watched it, I was too young to appreciate it, and it made me sad when the kid killed himself. Yeah. And that's to me, that's all that movie is: is the kid who kills himself and oh, captain, my captain, they're standing in their chairs. <laughs> to me, that's that's all that movie is. So to me, that movie doesn't have a meaning. Like it does to you and anyone else that has seen it as an adult. So I, I need to go back and watch that. Um, 
desperately. I need to go back and watch that. Yeah, um, yeah it'll hit you a different way when, you, when you when you watch it more recently. I'm sure it will, and I look forward to it. Yep. Uh, my turn. Um, well, we've already said two of my three, Aladdin and, and, and uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and steal Chad's number one also. No, don't do it. Well, we'll Chad, we'll, we'll do it together. Okay. Okay. Good morning, morning Vietnam. Vietnam. Absolutely. Yes, it's o, it's O six hundred. What does the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is great. There are there are quotes from that movie that I still use today. You know what three up and three down mean? The the end of an inning. End of an inning. <laughs> that man is the most serious need of or desperate need of a blowjob of any person I've ever seen. I just love that stuff. I mean, just it is it is on my list of shame. Oh, I must tell you, oh. I have to also agree. It's also on and my that, list of shame. It's it's. I have it on VHS. Like <laughs> I, I, we do it too, um, but we I'm don't. I'm jumping have, in generally. I'm on the way. But yeah, but we don't own a VCR, so I literally have no way to show it to you. Like, um, but we, my parents, at least at my parents' oh, house, we have it on VHS and. And it's again, it's it's now that's a movie that knew what it was. It was about a serious topic, mm-hmm. and they use f- humor to weave our way through this serious topic of you know of the war of Vietnam and and how we treat the troops and and how we entertain them. And you've got this old fuddy duddy who was the guy that played knee bomb corny in uh, the oh. Negotiator, who uh. was this just asshole radio disc jockey who only wants to play like was it classical music chad or like like well i can't remember the like basically he only wants to play like the the help me out here chad you've seen it um, way more than i have like the pips you know <laughs> what i'm saying like it oh, Motown. Like, like yeah like, like Motown. yeah like the old like the I hate to say it but the the oldies what we would call the oldies I mean, nowadays like vietnam was during late 60s and early 70s and so like the Stones were, the Stones were the eighties, um, right? The stones are, are Stones were seventies. They're immortal. Seventies, eighties. But like, like you know, what I'm saying like I'm, I might be getting, my, I'm not real hip on my music history. But you know, what I'm saying like, like the rock and roll, the loud rock and roll that was popular that Robin Williams wanted to play, the Army wouldn't let him play, so he played it anyway, and because because he was there for the troops. Just like he is, like a lot of his movies, he's that guy that I don't care what you say, I'm here to help other people. Like he is in Patch Adams or even in Aladdin or a lot of his other movies. Maybe not Jumanji, but, you know, in other movies that, that where he's that guy. Um, yeah, Robin Williams, you'd be that guy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Good Morning Vietnam. I know you two haven't seen it. You got somehow we have to find a way to watch it. Um, I don't know if I want to watch it for this show, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we we need to there's, we have to find a way for you guys to watch it because it's a really really good movie, um, and there's some moments that are also kind of make you want to. It'll make you want to like not only punch somebody in the face, but it'll also make you laugh and cry and sad and all that stuff. So there you go, uh, corny. I guess it's your turn. Yes. Um, well, I guess we kind of done all three of mine. Um, well, okay. But uh, I guess maybe I could throw an honorable mention. Sure, go ahead. Do whatever you want. All right. One hour photo. Oh. <laughs> really? No. No, hold on. Let me, mm. let me explain. Uh, that was like, that was one of those things where like, like you kind of look at Robin Williams and go, okay, I know you, you haven't had a chance to play a bad guy yet, but 
Don't. Well, and that's actually why I'm checking the movie because it was another one of those. This makes me like Robin Williams even more because he is so creepy as a bad guy. Now we're talking. Now let's let's put this a little bit of context. I worked at a photo lab when this movie came out. Can I can I tell you the amount of people who thought I was an evil psychotic person waiting on them at their homes whenever they got their photos? Or if you you know because the job that I had as a photo lab technician, you have to check the pictures to make sure a that there's nothing in there that shouldn't be, and b to make sure that the color and everything else is uh, behaving appropriately. So whenever someone comes up and you happen to know who they are because you saw their pictures, they're like, how do you know who I am? It's like, because it's your pictures. I just saw like a hundred of you. I know who you are. People, I mean, it was fine before that movie came out. After that movie came out, everyone thought I was a creep. Hmm. So, but anyway, it was just, but anyway, to watch him be in that was role. It, was it the actually, movie or was it life? <laughs> the movie and then life. <laughs> nice. That, that, that movie kind of actually hurt our sales for about a month. Well, like yeah, and then digital cameras destroyed it. So pretty much, but so uh, yeah. So, but anyway, well, okay. So weird, creepy movie, but I get your your reasoning behind it, just like your weird reasoning behind drinking buddies. Um, <laughs> Chad, going back to uh, Good Morning Vietnam, because I'm driving the show. Uh, Robin Williams ad libbed all of the lines for the broadcasts. That doesn't surprise at me at all. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like all of. <laughs> He 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 does what about four broadcasts on the movie, four mm-hmm. or five, then they're all ad libbed and they're brilliant. They're just brilliant. I love it. Um, I kind of want to go watch it now, except that it's really late at night. Um, all right, so is that it? Who, Sam, you got one more? Yeah, I got one more. Um, and I, it's kind of in the same vein as Dead Poets. Um, and that's Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill, yeah. And I I wonder if it's just because I want that Robin Williams character to be my mentor. You know, the guy who has, you know, all that life ahead of him, uh, you know, and, and it's the way he views life. Um, yeah. You know, he's just he's an amazing actor in that. Just uh, you want him to be your counselor, basically. Right. Well, there's a reason why he won. That's the movie he won his Oscar for. Yeah. Yeah. Well deserved. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. I did not realize how strong of a uh, cast that movie was. Yeah, I've actually never seen it, so it's on my list of shame. Yeah, it's pretty darn good. Well, it only had a budget of ten million dollars. Yeah, well, that was that was uh, Matt Damon. What's his name? Ben Batman. Affleck. Ben Affleck. That was their big claim to fame. That was their first uh, real big movie. That they. Uh, well, gee they whiz! Like I love this trivia. Gee whiz! Robin Williams' last line of the film: "Son of a bitch, he stole my line." Was ad libbed. Gee, he ad libbed something. <laughs> The scene where Sean and Will are in his office and Sean starts talking about his dead wife and, and her farting antics. These lines were ad-libbed by Robin Williams, which is probably why Matt Damon is laughing so hard. If you catch the scene carefully, you can notice the camera shaking, probably due to the cameraman laughing as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good one. I think you'd, 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 you'd appreciate it. So, Oh, man. Definitely need to check that out. Yeah, I, I definitely want to. Um, wow, this is really recent. After the death of Robin Williams, the Boston Public Garden bench where he and Matt Damon had their conversation scene became an impromptu memorial site for the actor with people leaving flowers, quotes, and various items at the bench. A petition has been passed around to erect a statue in Williams' memory near the bench. Huh. I, I actually knew that, but not from the trivia on IMDb, which 
shows it's someone I obviously did this recently, but I saw that on the news last week where it actually someone came in and chalk outlined their shoe imprints and and huh. and yeah and did stuff like that. They're doing um little tributes to him. So interesting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's, that's, that's cool. it. Yeah. So. So there you go. So that's our episode. Um, oh, well, well, we got to do our uh, out of 10. Out of 10. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Out of 10. Okay. Um, out of 10. Jumanji, out of 10. Uh, how many bad CGI monkeys, Chad, go? Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear the uh, out of 10 intro music. Oh. So how do I know that we're really in the out of 10? Actually, is that? He, he's a redhead. He didn't know. I actually was supposed to play it for the top three, but out of 10. Um, ooh, what happened? <laughs> uh, what's going on? Oh, jeez. Oh, that's nah, my iPad. Here we go. And top three. Or top two. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what would you <laughs> give this out of ten? Out of ten. Um, I'm probably going to give it a seven. Seven? Okay. Uh, uh, Corny, how many uh, Rube Goldberg uh, um, canoes to the crotch would you give this? Oh, God. <laughs> I'll give it a couple. Uh, I'll give it six. David Allen Gear souls. <laughs> that poor guy. Because I can't give it a redhead soul. You know. Uh, we don't have any. Um, <laughs> jackass. Um, <laughs> Sam, how Sam many? Didn't do it, so. How many ridic- How many um, uh, stuffed uh, floating alligators would you give this movie? Um, I I'd only give it f- five broken trombones out of ten. I'm afraid. Right. Uh, and I would, right there in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I would probably also <laughs> give it. Uh, I'm. I'm uh, I would probably only give it five really stupid looking spiders. Out of 10. <laughs> um, because of that thing, because the movie couldn't figure out what the hell it was supposed to be, and yeah. is it supposed to be a, uh, a danger and peril movie? Is it a comedy? Is it? Kid Kids picks up like. the axe and looks at the camera and goes, dur, dur. Um, so. In his monkey mask. In his really oh, bad monkey mask. So, there you go. Um, that's uh, it. Uh, all the, ter- the terrors of puberty. You know, right, folks? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> um, so, that's it. That's our episode. That's it. Yep. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, what are we doing next week? Uh, we were going to do. Right, Corny. We were gonna do um, that movie, but it got pulled. Whatever, yeah, I, whatever uh, I said that movie was gonna be. Whatever <laughs> was it gonna be? Boondock, oh Boondock, yeah, Boondock, I love that movie. Yeah. Boondock Saints. No, not that. Was it that? No, that no. was it. No, it that wasn't was Boondock it. Saints. It was something else. It was. Um, wasn't it Dumb and Dumber? No, it wasn't Dumb and Dumber. Stop it! You're gonna make Billy like start calling me. <laughs> um, hey, I'm just trying to to help you know appease our listeners uh, to the, the movies they want us to watch. If Billy like Dumb and Dumber. I didn't, yeah. I didn't get a rump out of you. A rump? What, what was it? I don't remember what it was. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it, was, it was Boondock Saints, I thought. Yeah, you're right. It, was, it is. It is. Yeah, Saints. we were supposed to watch Boondock Saints next week, but uh, Netflix pulled it. Oh. Um, but we did have a listener request about five weeks ago. Someone asked us to do an animated movie, and I, sla- oh. and I slapped. <laughs> what was happening? Who was- Molly desperately needs to go outside. Okay. <laughs> It's going to be a problem here in the theater. Okay. Uh, um, if you have to walk away for a minute, Sam, go ahead. Make, make every, we don't want to have any... Um, don't roll any dice while you're gone. Yeah, we, don't, we don't want to have any more downstairs flooding, if you know what I mean. 
Um, Gross. Right. Um, so I think we're going to do the Clone Wars movie, right? Cool. I've That's actually yeah, seen that. List. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll look forward to that. It's actually um, pretty terrible. So, no, actually, it's not bad. Uh, so, yeah, so the Clone Wars movie. Uh, just, but just so you're aware, ladies and gentlemen, we, stuff we got coming up, um, we've got stuff like Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, and um, somehow A League of Their Own got squoze in there. Um, Footloose, the bacon uh, yeah. with bacon. Dumb and Dumber. That is not on here. Um, it should. It, it was on here, and somehow it <laughs> disappeared for some reason. I don't or know another. how that happened. Um, I like how you wrote corny breakfast clubs. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's I a like, sale, I think. I like that movie. Breakfast clubs, so. you know, it's uh, a bunch of people get together and have breakfast with clubs. With clubs, yeah, <laughs> and they have a secret handshake. Um, <laughs> breakfast clubs, I like that. So there you go. Um, yeah, between the, the the footloose with bacon and breakfast clubs, I'm gonna have a yeah, I'm a hearty good meal here. Yeah, it's time mm, I'm for starting to get hungry. Breakfast for dinner. Um, there you go. So that's it. Um, time for you, Steve. Uh, yeah. So special thanks goes out to everyone that makes this podcast possible. Sight and sound. Steve Everett. Like us on iTunes and Stitcher, and and leave us review and do, don't like us on iTunes. I mean, I guess you can like us there, but there's no button to hit. Um, you can visit our website, cheapseatreviews.com. You can check out previous episodes. We got um, all of our links to other shows if you want to get to them that way and really uh, non-interesting bios about us if you really just want to know what the heck we are all about. Um, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cheapseatreviews. Follow us on Twitter at cheapseatcast. Uh, I've actually been tweeting things, believe it or not. Um no, no, really, I have. And please send us your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. We would love to read them. I actually have one from our friend Jeff. And I'm sorry because Steve is playing. And um, Thanks, Steve. I'll just pause you real quick. Um, Jeff actually wrote in last week and asked, hey, you guys should do Robin Williams movies. And then he wrote in after that his top three Robin Williams roles. Uh, anytime he was interviewed... Number two, Adrian Cronauer, uh, Chad, you know that. Yeah. And then number one was Mork. He did his actual roles. Mork, uh, can't wait to hear y'all's top three compares. So uh, thanks, Jeff, for the email. Feel free to email anytime like that if you guys want to talk about your favorite roles um, or or whatever. Just uh, so anyhow you want to do it, just please email us and we will love to hear it. Thanks. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Steve. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so yeah, cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. So, on behalf of Chad and Sam and Corny, this is Sean saying goodnight and don't get eaten by a bunch of bad CGI monkeys. Eating my sesame cake!